listening to Let There Be Light, a podcast where we shed light on difficult topics in the church today through history, science, theology, and our mutual love for Jesus. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode <laughs> of Let There, there Be, Be Light. light. Um, can we talk about that greeting? <laughs> hello 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 like we're just wow. mixing it up i'm gonna run out of greetings eventually and so i just feel like every time somebody's like man i should listen to an episode of let there be light and then they play it and they hear hello 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 they're like oh this is why i don't listen hey and they hang up i almost started this with a yeehaw welcome to let there be light I, that would have not been okay i think it's a stroke of genius personally okay all right well well folks today <laughs> once again well dear audience today we today sorry marlene moved the entire table <laughs> away from me in because, the middle of that sentence because... so i had to viscerally move my it was whole a show body. of my dominance it really was <laughs> i had to stop and make eye contact while i moved my entire body she moved to chase the, the microphone that she's sitting on i am sitting on a poof okay for context though i have a bad hip because bursitis is real so i needed to move it closer to me well moving my poof was emotionally damaging <laughs> <laughs> wow well speaking of emotional damage oh today marlene's gonna be leading us through searching for sunday by rachel held evans oh my gosh you don't even realize the um, emotions i'm feeling right now i'm okay, so excited so on a serious note rachel held evans was a prolific wonderful writer and speaker mm. she was famous for going against the what's it called against the status quo mm. pushing buttons and boundaries she was famous for her love and acceptance of all people she mm. one of her most famous quotes was i believe everybody deserves a seat at the table we are coming up on two years since she passed away at the age of 37 and when she passed away, like not only were her family and friends grieving, but they had millions upon millions of other people grieving with them because her words were just so incredibly life-giving to a lot of people. They gave people permission to think about things differently and to ask questions. And so to be reviewing one of her best books, in my opinion, on our small podcast that reaches only uh like a fraction of the people she did is is just it's an honor that i am having a lot of trouble describing perfectly sarah yeah <laughs> no um we miss you rachel and this episode is dedicated to her memory searching for sunday loving leaving and finding the church was released in 2015 to a lot of backlash from certain groups of people. One of the uh, reviews of it puts it best. Um, like millions of her millennial peers, Rachel Holt Evans didn't want to go to church anymore. The hypocrisy, the politics, the gargantuan building budgets, the scandals, church culture seems so far removed from Jesus. 
Yet despite her cynicism and misgivings, something kept drawing her back to church. That's church with a capital C. Mm. And so she set out on a journey to understand church and to find her place in it. We both have stories that we've shared in previous episodes about the specific journey. And one of the most congruent themes that I have seen in people commenting about her work is that people say, I feel like Rachel is telling my story. That people have become so disillusioned with the church, particularly millennials and now Gen Z. And Rachel was born on the cusp of millennial Gen X, but she identified more as a millennial. And she was like, this is what people are looking for. They're looking for authenticity. Mm. They're not looking for the big building budgets and the smoke like machines they're not looking for a show they're not they're looking for authenticity Mm. and so that's what her search was mostly about Mm. she says uh one of the best quotes in her book that i love was this reminded me that christianity isn't meant to simply be believed it's meant to be lived shared eaten spoken and enacted in the presence of other people they reminded me that try as i may i can't be a christian on my own i need a community i need the church spoiler alert there uh, she did eventually if you follow rachel hall Evans at all she did eventually find a church that she was a member of and so she went through in one of our previous episodes that we discussed of deconstruction she went through that and fell into the category where she deconstructed her faith and then reconstructed it put it back together mm. She was a real pioneer, I think, in a lot of ways of putting into words what has gained a lot of traction now, uh, a more recognition of uh, maybe peeling away the layers of the American church. And I think she was really one of the ones who started the process. Yeah. So a visionary in a lot of ways. Definitely. Um, uh, Rachel starts out in the book describing her childhood, her father um, was a bible teacher he went to seminary and everything and later taught at a christian school and her and her sister grew up in a very evangelical home went to an evangelical church community she describes herself so much as a girl who i know i would not have been friends with in high school like she was the kind of girl who wrote god is awesome on duct tape and stuck it to her backpack Mm. and would randomly bring up salvation in the middle of um, studying for a math test to a cheerleader at school like she was not by her definition she was not cool but she was the god girl she talks about her journey from there how she had this fire for god and that she never believed that that fire could ever be put out and then it was and i won't give too many specifics as to what happened to her specifically to make her doubt read the book to find out read the book to find out we're gonna link that up like nobody's oh we sure are (laughs) yeah but i found in the pages of her book basically her memoir at this point myself like i felt like these were my diary entries like she was talking about how christians could act a certain way in the name of the lord and how God could act a certain way in the Bible and how she just had so many questions and she was just so struggling and searching for answers. And I was like, that that's me. That's us. That's our story. Mm. Rachel Held Evans um, has the quest to take us through a liturgical year. So this is a, a year full of stories about confession, vocation, marriage, baptism, communion, confirmation, and death. Um, Sarah, you read the book. Do you have any like 
favorite part or favorite quote? There's so much in there that's so good. I'm looking for my favorite quote right now. I loved how she centered the book around some of the sacraments Mm -hmm. because what's very, what's wonderful about the book and what is an amazing example also, I think of godly love is that this book about the church is not one of condemnation and it's not one of judgment and it's not one of bitterness. She, all of her chapters, I think overflow with clarity alongside just love for the people in the church um, love for the outsiders, love for Jesus and what he was all about, um, love for finding, uh, the people by the wayside who want to come and have dinner. I think that was my favorite chapter. I'm trying to remember the name of the chapter, but the one where she, which one is it? one where she talks about having a meal together. Yes, I think I know what you're talking about. And that one, I just, I love that. uh, I love that metaphor. It's one of my favorite metaphors in scripture. And to see her expand on it and use it and add to it um, and flesh it out is, is really, really great. She uses this quote at the beginning of the chapter, family is a group of people who eat the same thing for dinner. And that hit me really hard because we're all gathering to take communion you know we're all gathering to take the body and the blood of christ no matter your differing views on communion um that just struck me that no matter where we're coming from we're all at the same table um and she just her way of challenging church but bringing in a better vision is incredible and one that i look up to and hope that we can model here another quote from that chapter which is one of my favorite is The church is God saying, I'm throwing a banquet and all these mismatched, messed up people are invited. Here, have some wine. And that really not only inspired me, but really convicted me because I, not that my particular church isn't doing that, but I feel like every church that could be their call to action, like, wait a minute. Um, that is, that is true. Like they can dig into scripture and look at Jesus's disciples and just be like, yeah, these were mismatched and messy people. Some would even go so far as to say they were the bottom of society. And Jesus was like, no, we're all here together. Like, love you and teach you and and wash your feet, (laughs) you know, lower myself and just serve you and love you. But we're all going to be together and eat around the same table. I have so many favorite quotes, but I'm going to read my absolute most favorite one from the chapter. Go. Says, we do church this way, she says, because people are looking for Jesus. People are looking for Jesus and thinking that just maybe they see him, but then again, maybe not. But when we sit down together and break bread, we glimpse him for a moment in one another's eyes and say to each other, I see Christ at this table. I see him when we sit down together and eat. And I don't often in my going to church, um, look at the other believers in the room and go, I see Christ here in this room. Um, and I would love to have, and I want, and I challenge myself to have more of that perspective of seeing Christ in the body instead of always being caught up in, I disagree with you. And I wish you hadn't said that and et cetera, et cetera. I'd love to be able to find a balance of, "Mm, I wouldn't say that, but I see Christ 
in this room and in I see his image in you I think with with that there is a common thread throughout Rachel's books plural but particularly in this book where she quotes or she brings people into the conversation that we wouldn't necessarily be like wait what wait a minute especially if you're reading like from me from an evangelical background and friends who are atheists or anabaptists or like a varied amount of friends like she brings up people that i'm like i'm rachel what what's going on here why are they here yeah um one of my favorite quotes just in general from the book is by pope francis we love pope yes francis. yeah no francis yeah we we pray for him we love him um francis he said something that was really along the lines of what searching for sunday is all about in my opinion um it's a longer quote but it really resonated with me he said i prefer a church which is bruised hurting and dirty because it has been out on the streets rather than a church which is unhealthy from being confined and from clinging to its own security. More than by fear of going astray, my hope is that we will be moved by the fear of remaining shut up within the structures which give us a false sense of security, within rules which make us harsh judges, within habits which make us feel safe. While at our door, people are starving, and Jesus does not tire of saying to us, give them something to eat. Mic drop. This book is full of quotes like that, that really, I think, are just designed to wake you up. Be like, this This is what the church is. Um, it's very rem- reminiscent of when Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me. Like, when you really break down the connotations of that command, like, what, really? Pick up wait a minute um that's a torture device but like that's pretty hardcore when you really think of the connotations of church that's also pretty hardcore yeah i mean if it's right in with the theme that we've been talking about if you've been following this season uh of going what is the church and maybe realizing that our vision of church is actually too small and we have to look to a grander uh, bigger, more complex, colorful, radical vision than we've ever looked at before. And Rachel is incredible because she really manages to capture, at least in part, very well the radicalness and the colorfulness that the church as defined in scripture has. That's something that we need. I think we need that bigger vision. We need that guiding light. Um, and uh, ultimately, of course, She's just pulling from scripture, but she's doing it in a way that um, I think very ref- was very refreshing and made me go, oh, so that's what it's about. That's what that means. Searching for Sunday, when it was first released um, back in 2015, I believe, correct me on that, it was met with a lot of backlash, a lot of whining, in my opinion, um, from people in the former denomination that Rachel was a part of. And... What I found about the book, not only was it relatable, but it was incredibly well thought out. When she breaks down scripture in a way that really got me to think, she spent a whole, she spent a whole weekend in one chapter in a monastery with actual monks and other people and how she really just went deep into 
research and talked to priests and rabbis and just if you're familiar with Rachel Held Evans work that's just what she does but it was just so great to have this beautiful compilation of this work of this research along with her opinion which you can take or leave and it was I just appreciated it so much at the very least she's put a lot of work you cannot say she hasn't done her research hasn't gone and sat with people of many different experiences hasn't spent deep time in scripture doesn't know her bible um and that's at the very minimum deserving of a whole lot of respect on our parts um she did not just pull a book out of nowhere and be like yep this is it this is my opinion based on this and this my and opinion that. based on my opinion supported <laughs> <Yeah>. by me <laughs> um and we of course always try to recommend books like that because something that's something that we both i think honor very intensely is doing the research understanding scripture, digging deep. Um, You're never going to hear us, hopefully. uh, (laughs) You're never going to hear us just give our opinions for the sake of giving our opinions. And that's because we're looking up to people like Rachel Held Evans, who is such an amazing example of doing the work before she talked. Absolutely. We'll start sort of um, wrapping up with one of my favorite quotes that she mentions from Brene Brown. um, And just really... I feel like really tied this together with a with a bow this whole book she said I went to church thinking it would be like an epidural that it would take the pain away but church isn't like an epidural it's like a midwife I thought faith would say I'll take away the pain and discomfort but what it ended up saying was I'll sit with you in it that is a wonderful way to describe leaving the church how she first loved the church and then her process of leaving, and then her process of searching to find it again. That was a beautiful thing to include. It's truly awesome. And it's just, it's so refreshing. And ultimately, it's a good reminder for all of us um, to see, to read of the different, read the different experiences from somebody who's not us in the church, uh, and to realize and recognize the diversity and the gloriousness of the church itself there's a lot of yeah capital c church yeah Yeah, there's a lot of messed up stuff in there and she calls that out very firmly but she never strays from love and never strays from the vision of the of the church with a capital c the universal church yeah 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 yeah. body of christ that sort of she quotes c.s lewis uh and he says the saints are gloriously different And we are, not only are we different from the surrounding world and culture we're supposed to be, but from each other. Rachel really embodies the idea that church is not about sameness, it's about unity. Uh, And those two are not the same thing. Yeah. Basically, we can't recommend this book enough. So good. Not only does it talk about everything we just said, um, but at greater length, it is beautifully written, absolutely draws you in helps you to in my in my experience break down answers that you were given and to ask more questions and then to be content with the total um mystery of god yeah if you are deconstructing this is a great encouraging helpful book if you know someone who is deconstructing also a fantastic resource uh so 
please go read it. <laughs> please read it. Please read it. Please read it. We're going to link it. <laughs> please. Please read, please. enjoy, and let us know your thoughts. <laughs> Call us, DM us, set, a, like, set up a coffee Call time us. with us. Call us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have a number, so... Um, email us. Email us. Private message us. DM us. We'll get together with you for coffee. I've done that with several folks now, and uh, yeah, let's just chat. Or, you know, social distance, you know, over the Zoom. Yes. For coffee. Yeah. Yes, coffee with masks, mm-hmm. sitting six feet apart. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Sarah, for being here, man. Yeah. Thank, yeah. thank you, man. In thanks for apartment. reviewing <laughs> in, your apartment. in my apartment. Thanks my for being home when I just knocked on the door and was like, yo, want to record an episode? <laughs> Heck, yeah. Yes. Thanks for writing this episode, my dude. This has been, as always, a great time. I hope you folks enjoyed this one. A book review, a little bit different from what we typically do, but always a so jam. Lit. It's so lit. It's and... So lit. There, there was, was light. light.